Hello, my name is Maddie. And I'm Hannah. We are reading Partners in Crime. Over the last two years, we have gone on 45 book-based adventures. We investigate a real-life case using advice from murder mystery authors. We review a book, find the sleuthing tips, and hopefully solve the case. Welcome to the unsolved case of the missing salmon. Every, every message I've received from you does indicate this. It, it turns out holidays are as fantastic as we remember yeah. them being. Good but time. this is going to be you soon. Fingers crossed. Oh, fingers crossed. I mean, I'm, I'm keeping positive about it. Am I right in thinking that on this holiday you've had some feline antics? The feline antics have been <laughs> absolutely wild. Yeah, the cats here are getting spoiled everyone's feeding them do you from think their hands oh really so it's not yeah, just yeah, I, yeah. Assu- I assume so for listeners there is there are I would say at least five whatsapp chats that me and Han are both in um <laughs> which is a bit stupid it's a bit excessive but there is one which is mostly for cat-based chat and I did think <laughs> when Andrew sent through the video of the cat I did think it's probably because he's encouraged it Oh, no, 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 no. So um, we we haven't actually fed any of them. And they're still absolutely loving life. They're loving life. So yeah. the, one that we've, the one that we've called Canapé just jumped up onto my lap while I was eating, just to oh, have, special. you know, see what was going on. But the joke was on Canapé because I was eating melon, so... Yeah, nobody wants that. <laughs> the, the most bold of the cats was nibbles so we went out to swim we came back into our room had showers and then I walked back into the bedroom and nibbles the cat was just on our bed that's so bold that's so bold do you think he's just (laughs) like oh this is my room and it just so happens that you're staying in it yeah yeah but the weird thing is that we didn't see him go in oh so I don't know how yeah I don't know how long he'd been (laughs) in there and then when we approached to sort of move him off the bed he very slowly got up and then sauntered off in a like oh I was gonna go anyway (laughs) I'm not even that bothered I'll let you guys stay (laughs) would you recommend where where you're where you're staying yes if you want full-on relaxation with absolutely no pressure to do anything yeah I love that entirely recommend because there really is very very little to do here (laughs) there's um (laughs) there's if you I mean if you're feeling keen there is kite surfing but that looks far too dangerous so we've not done that (laughs) um you could do surfing if you want to there's but there's not I mean there's not much doing you can do like a little excursion around the island but there's not really anything to see because it's just the only other thing they do here is salt mining. So oh. unless you've got a sort of burning desire to see a salt mine, then really? yeah. But the big thing here is that it's where the loggerhead turtles 
um, come to lay their eggs. So not at the moment, their nesting season is between, I think like June to August or maybe a bit earlier. Um, but, but we walk down the beach because of the, they've got some of the beach is protected. So there's no development, which is obviously so that the, the turtles can come yeah. to lay their egg. But okay, this is a sad story. Oh no. So we, when we were walking, we sort of saw the remains of the nests and some like the shells. Oh, but no. then we were walking back, found the like remains of like dead baby loggerhead oh. turtles. It was, it was pretty. That's so much sadder than I expected. It was brutal, but it was also sort of amazing at the same time. And also, they'd obviously been gone for a long time because all of the colour had come out of them. So they're almost like a fossil. But it was That's quite a true circle unexpected. of life. That's what you true witnessed. There. Life. Yeah, because yeah. I, I looked down and I thought, oh, that's an unusual stone. And then I was like, oh, no, <laughs> is that? And then we on closer inspection. And then after we saw one, of course, we then just spotted oh. one of them. Oh, this is really taking a turn. <laughs> <laughs> no, what, you're quite jolly about it, which I really didn't expect. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's it's on my list. It's definitely on my list as a place um, to go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you want sun a very constant temperature because it's yeah. it's pretty much equatorial and to feel yeah under no pressure to do anything at all yes and to just sit around and <laughs> eat nachos and drink gnts and do very little else then it's, it's a great place <laughs> highly recommend <laughs> yeah we sold that down oh if you want to do all these really lovely things yeah you could <laughs> you could come here oh, i guess <laughs> um but also where we are is adults only yeah like that's the best or... that is the best sorry kids any kids that are listening to this i doubt there's any but souls souls we don't, we don't need you in our resorts <laughs> it's lovely it's so quiet it's the one that i went to with mike um in the summer that uh had an adults only pool and then this like kids snuck in with their mum <gasps> and they got kicked out yes you've yeah, got to enforce the rules it. and i was just you've watching it with my glass of champagne like yeah out you go <laughs> <laughs> it was fantastic the same pool that where we saw that owl <gasps> oh yeah good day yeah. it was a good day <laughs> Oh, we haven't seen, there's no owls. We've seen some nice little birds. You can't hope for an owl every holiday, I don't think. You can't hope for it. Too, hope, too yeah. hopeful. Expectations are too high. Um, too do, you high. Wanna, do you want to talk about the book? Or, I mean, have you got any MB? Have we, you haven't even said hello. <laughs> oh, hi, Maddie. Hi, Han, how are you? <laughs> well, this is, you know what, this is a podcast first. You're on holiday and I'm not. No, <laughs> well, <laughs> we've had a few of those recordings. <laughs> no, 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 because no, because that's you've been on holiday before. Yeah. yeah. When you were at the creepy horse barn, at the horse place. Yeah. 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 Have I done one on holiday before? I don't think you have. No, but so I was it is that kind of first, but I don't think that's what you were going for. No, I was going to say it's the first time that one of us has been in another country. Is that true? Oh, uh, yeah, I think you're right. International. Wow. Become an international podcast. <laughs> uh, 
MB. Actually, I do have some MB. Do you? Wow. MB as well. Yeah. Hit me. Yeah. Hit me. So, a weird happening took place on New Year's Eve. Now, before I tell this story, I do have to confess that I may not have been entirely sober. Right. Okay. When this happened. That may be an underestimate. And everyone involved may also have not been entirely sober. So when you say like this crazy thing happened, (laughs) it's worth bearing that in mind. Yeah. So there are a number of witnesses, but all witnesses by this point in the evening, I think it was, do you know what? I think it actually was after we done happy new year so i think it was actually possibly post midnight post midnight so quite a lot of um source (laughs) has been taken by this point my my new favorite descriptor for alcohol the source yeah source oh oh, if you add it on with jars you can have the old jars (laughs) yeah Uh, okay so yeah so we were outside to watch all of the fireworks because there were lots of fireworks going on and um we had sparklers as well love it love it great uh and we came in and we all heard a cat meowing all of you definitely heard it yeah yeah okay right i'm with you so some of us are more confident than others but i would say (laughs) of the five of us there three definites oh yeah two definites majority and we kept hearing it and um we were like there's a cat a cat must have run into the house there's a cat in the house we need we need to find the cat so (laughs) uh me and my brother uh mk went to go and look for said cat we looked everywhere we were like looking under things um we we were like scouting around and we couldn't find the cat at all and then okay and then we didn't and then we eventually were like well if there is a cat it will come out eventually you know it'll come out during the night but in the morning we were talking talking about it and I I thought perhaps it had been a joke someone had just been playing a joke like making a cat sound or something but um we're, <laughs> we're all adamant that we definitely heard a cat inside the house okay there was no cat. okay questions go on uh, which house whose house was this at oh so it was at our house it was at your house. house. Is there yeah. any is there any possibility it could have been a cat outside? <laughs> well, I don't think so because if you think about the door, so the doors to the garden open out. Yeah. Like I suppose like French doors type thing. So we had those open and then we had just closed those to come in after the fireworks. And then we heard the meow from behind us. Mm, that is odd from within the house does anyone have a cat noise for a ringtone (laughs) well (laughs) always worth checking (laughs) i don't think so but i think if someone it was a prank surely someone would admit it admitted by now don't you think it's kind of thing that the next Mm. day you go aha 
don't Jake, know. I, I kept a, go, a, a prank going once for two years. Two really? years, yeah. And I've never been, I've never been prouder. But it was quite a lot of effort that was required. What was the prank? Or do you not want to say because you might um, do it on someone else? Well, this no, it was too niche to do it on someone else. Um, oh, so me okay. and uh, me and my friend Rose, not Rose from the podcast, other Rose, my Rose. Yeah. I don't know where we were, but we were out. It was at university. We were out somewhere, and there were these like free postcard postcards that were all like different animals on them. And mm-hmm. I think they were. It was like maybe like a like an event or something. And we took we took some of them away, and um, we sort of essentially sent them to a few friends, but with like jokes on them. So one of them we sent uh, was a picture of a badger, and we sent to our friend Rob. It just said on the back, "Stop badgering me, okay?" But without any context about who it was and he immediately was like guys was this you <laughs> yeah it's fine but we also sent one to becca our housemate um saying um with a fox on it saying hey foxy lady and she never figured it out and then on the last day of uni she was going through her hundreds and hundreds of facebook friends because she just was convinced it's got to be somebody and she was talking through these people with us going do you think it could be this person <laughs> do you think it could be this person and we had to be like oh it was us <laughs> did she never ever think it was you she thought it might be but then she said that she'd asked us and we were so genuinely shocked that she was like they couldn't fake that <laughs> wow yeah uh, yeah that's that's amazing acting skills on your part. Yeah, well, I, I I was pleased. I don't I don't really remember that conversation with her at all. Um, but evidently it, it used to come up every so often, and often I'd have to leave the room <laughs> so that I could hide my delight. <laughs> it sounds a bit like there's a um, company where you can send a potato to someone <laughs> with a message on it. So it's just it's just a it's just a potato and you can have any message you like. But the reason I found out about it is because um, <laughs> when I wasn't very well, I received one of them. And the funny thing is that they come in a box marked fragile. So you're obviously carrying <laughs> it really carefully, opening it really carefully. And then, it, you know, it's just it's just a potato. Potato. Which is, Who's it from? Just, well, my I think my one said it was like had a pun on it. I'm trying to remember what it was. I think it was something like something like I hope you feel much chipper soon or something. Oh, yeah, it was classic. some kind of yeah, like um potato based pun. <laughs> and it took me ages to find out who it was. <laughs> it I love the idea of you asking everyone because that's also a really weird thing to say to people. Did you send me this potato? <laughs> Did you send me this potato? Yeah. What's that noise? <laughs> What noise? It was like a kind of terrifying cackle. Oh, I think it's someone at the school. Of course. Is it too noisy? Do you want me to go inside? No, no. I, I actually. Or does it add like an, a sort of ambiance? It has an atmosphere, that's for sure. Yeah. That is for sure. Elizabeth Ferrers and Maddie and I both have the delightful oh. Penguin Crying Classic 
version, which was published in 1955, the copy mm. is from. Um, also, can I just <laughs> comment on this, I think, quite terrifying uh, image on the left? It's really scary. <laughs> yeah. It looks like a man or woman, indeed, with a sort of plastic bag for a mask. <laughs> scraped back over his face with eye holes oh that's really scary and a gun <laughs> well i think what you're actually referring to maddie is the well-known symbol of a masked profile with a hand holding a revolver which has genuinely come to be the sign of a good detective novel <laughs> where are you reading this <laughs> it's right on the very back so it's talking about um this being uh -oh. part of the crime club, Collins Crime Club, 25th anniversary. And they decided to print 10 of the best novels to have appeared in the crime club during that period. And this is one of them. Well, I I am I am a bit scared of it, if I'm being honest, but but thank you for that tidbit. <laughs> um, can I ask why you chose Murder in Time by Elizabeth Ferrers? Okay, so the reason I chose it is because I actually read another Elizabeth Ferrers called Blood Flies Upwards. And that was a book that I just stumbled across in a National Trust place. I think it was actually They're the best kind. And I enjoyed it. I thought Blood Flies Upwards was good enough that I thought we should read one of her books for the podcast a great yeah. reason and could you give me a little summary about the about murder in time i could okay completely <laughs> forgot how to do a little summary right okay so there is a man called mark orty and he decides to gather together nine people who he knows for a weekend in Nice. All, all of these people that he invites know Mark Orty in some capacity, but they haven't heard from him for many years. And before they go to Nice, they gather at uh, Mark's Surrey home. And then while they're there, the real reason why Mark has gathered them is revealed and oh, dramatic murder ensues was that very okay? dramatic. yeah it was lovely yeah i also nice. i feel that the listeners miss out by not seeing the sort of hand actions that accompanied <laughs> it as well it was very yeah. fortune tellery um <laughs> thank you you're welcome uh, it, it matches the top actually i feel good combo um and what did you think well <laughs> <laughs> really enjoyed it now obviously i did i had did read this um by the pool in sunshine so that that might have <laughs> influenced it slightly but it had many of the things that i love in murder mystery and particularly in your golden age it had different people focus on different people individually and they all receive an invitation and I love that because I think that it it helps you to hold the characters in your head mm. more 
because mm -hmm. you've been introduced to them individually and um i thought i just thought that was a great way to begin it then the whole gathering everyone together in a house felt very agatha christie very ags indeed and the characters themselves there were some marvelous characters in there in particular this character called hector who <laughs> His main quality is he's always drunk. He's yeah, always that's drinking. his whole thing. <laughs> that's his whole thing. And there's a moment where he's he's sort of drunk Poirot, really. Together, <laughs> 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 but he he's he's quite smashed. And then he <laughs> he reveals um, that he he sort of knows what's going on. Um, because, <laughs> as as expected, uh, it turns out that Mark Orty is a horrible man, and that everyone he's gathered together are his enemies that he actually has designed to to kill all of them. They're not actually going to get a lovely holiday. To no. Meet. They're, they're going to get, get on a plane up. and they're going to die on that plane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Brutal. It's quite something. Um, yeah. And just another, another little thing that pleased me greatly. I love it when the title of the book appears somewhere in the book. <laughs> so, uh, so on page 157, oh, um, it, it actually number. says, uh, oh, there's a chance that I wrote the wrong page number. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean, though. She says, she yeah. says, a murder in time saves nine. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. But there's there's also another moment where someone says, "Well, the missus pointing it, you know, it was a murder in time for you." A little throwback. Yeah, it was murdered just in time. So I do like it when um that happens. I thought there was mounting tension, hysteria, um, and then obviously that it was all underpinned by this moral quandary mm. that the man who was murdered was well it suggested that he was actually a killer in in a way beforehand yeah. because it suggested that he revealed the plan of some prisoners to escape a prisoner of war camp during the war but yeah that that sort of thinking about okay well one of us killed him but he would have killed all of us is that okay reminded me of murder on the orient express oh i'm glad you mentioned that couldn't agree more and also i really enjoyed that they when there was a discussion about who could have done it they were all like oh well you know we don't care <laughs> yeah what did you think i've got i've got a few more thoughts but oh. yeah what we all about it. I too very much enjoyed it and I, I don't know I was pleasantly surprised I don't know why I didn't think it would be as good as it was I think because we haven't really heard much about this woman this writer before and it just I just assumed that it wouldn't be as exciting as good as some of our other reads so I was pleasantly surprised by that I did think it was missing 
one of my favorite visual aids, a character list would have helped, would have helped me out at the beginning. But I think that maybe that's just a sign of my aging, but increasingly I need a list. Maddie, as as you know, this book tells us that age is one of the greatest charms in the world. <laughs> Very <laughs> nice little throwback. Thank you. And actually, I agree about the beginning with the um, setting the scene. And it reminded me a bit of Green for Danger, where they do that exact thing, where they go meet each of the characters. And then you find out why they're coming together. Love that. I also thought that it it had a... A real lightness to it even while it was quite sort of carrying some pretty heavy themes there was definitely some like comedy in there which I really enjoyed and I I, I don't think this was intentional of Elizabeth Ferrars, Ferrars but I found it hilarious every time one of the pointings was mentioned because it was often hard to distinguish between whether they were talking about somebody pointing or the people <laughs> the pointings <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. And it, compl- it threw me at least twice, <laughs> thinking that they were saying, pointing at this thing, they did this. And I thought, why are they pointing all the time? Um, yeah. And I really think the ending was fantastic. What an ending. What an ending. I mean, I've actually put, I've got some notes here. I've oh, actually yeah, just, actually just put, put explosion. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so at the end, basically... Um, <laughs> I found it actually I find it quite difficult to explain what happened. So basically, <laughs> the mother, Mrs. Kenny, who is it turns out like really old, she basically <laughs> realizes what's going on and has worked in partnership with another member of the party because she susses what's going to happen with this bomb that Alti has brought mm. to the party. Who brings a bomb to the party? I don't know. And also covers it in cotton wool. So unsafe. But they realise that's what's <laughs> going to go down. So they decide to kill him. And she sort of provides this alibi for this other guy. Um, Knock, is that his name? Yeah, Knock. Yeah. yeah. And then at the end, Knock realises she's going to give it away. So he blows her up. <laughs> and then while she's dying, she says, like, I did it to protect my son. So everyone thinks that it's the drunk... Hector that did it and actually she meant I killed I, I tried to cover up the murder so it had this like double meaning and you sort of see the, mm. the killer in their real life like going about their real life it's it's I thought it was really clever and really pacey it had a ECR Lorac vibe to it I thought and also <gasps> a Christiana oh, Brand vibe yeah, to yeah. it because the, on the last page you find out what really happened which I loved was it the last page second to last page Yes, yeah, well, yeah, 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 because Nock only gets um, arrested, doesn't it? Whoa! <laughs> Thank you. I've just had a margarita bought to me. Whoa! Oh, my God, that looks amazing. It's also huge. Whoa! <laughs> Andrew's, Andrew's just in um, swimming trunks, so... <laughs> not, not appropriate for the podcast. <laughs> that margarita's bigger than um, your head. I know. Wow, it's it's really quite strong as well. I can tell you're doing um, a sort of pursed lip face. <laughs> yeah, quite salty. Um, but uh, Captain Conundrum did read this book. He's well. finished already. Yeah. <laughs> Are we going to ask for his score? Is he going to give us a score out of ten? No, he said he's not going to give a score. 
he, he says it doesn't feel appropriate, but he said he did enjoy it very much. And he also liked Drunk Hector. Oh, great. Okay. Well, that'll do. <laughs> did you guess what had gone was what had gone down? Did you so, think... Did I guess what had gone down? I mean, did you think Mrs. Kenny had been involved, the old lady? Uh, so what I thought had happened was that I thought she'd covered for Hector. Me too, yeah. For quite yeah. a long time. And I would say by a long time, I mean literally until they told us that wasn't the case. So, yeah, and because especially because there was this whole thing of Hector couldn't have done it. Hector was the only person mm. that was like, you know, cleared except for Sarah. So it sort of felt like that it was sort of all all roads leading to that being big red herring. But that made it more enjoyable, I thought. And, and also quite an unlikely duo, Mrs. Kenny and Nock. Yeah. Do you know what I did think? And actually, I have to confess that Captain Conundrum pointed it out, that this was a rare murder mystery where it wasn't about following the money. Because, you know, often yeah, work out who's done it, you either follow the money and it's often that person. But yeah, actually, Or sometimes like love and romance, sometimes like jealousy, yeah. that kind of thing. Passion. Yeah. Will. Yeah. So yeah. true. So true. And it was, I thought it was quite an unusual motive in that respect. Um, I do have two questions for yep, you. Yeah. Okay. First question. Why did Hector call Mrs. Kenny his mum, or his adopted mum, but his mum, darling, all the time? Oh, it annoyed me as well. It reminded me a little bit of the Agatha Christie... In fact, actually, hilariously, it's the one that we've talked about quite a few times before and never remember what it's called, that has Eva Hope and Lily Kane. And it turns out it's the adopted son who kills his, like, adoptive mother. And he also is like that with her. And I always thought that was creepy. Yeah, so that was my first thing. Okay, and secondly, (laughs) why did we get all of the information about the police inspector's lamp being decorated with elves and toadstools. <laughs> that is such a good question. It's really strange. And it was mentioned more than once. Several times. I don't know why that didn't yeah. uh, register as being odd, but yeah, that is weird. Yeah. I have a question as well. In, yeah. if we're, while we're on questions. Questions, yeah. Why, why, why did... I can't even remember who it was. I think it is Hector. When he's out gardening and he finds the revolver, he just, like, Sarah looks up and he's just, like, fully pointing at her. Even though that's not... He's not... That's not what he's... He's not intending to do anything with it. But it's implied that he's, like, basically going to shoot her in the face. again though doesn't it because that revolver keeps turning up everywhere yeah. and I think it's Mrs Pointing takes it out and similarly it's like wielding yeah. it and then it's like oh sorry everyone sorry everyone it has the it has the vibe of like if it were a t if it were dramatized it would be like quite French farcy yes yeah 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 which I would quite enjoy um, I think it would be a good a good dramatized edition I think it would be brilliant it mm. really would work well um I also I loved that Hector <laughs> was described as being owlish. Owlish. Mm. Owlish, just like an owl. Um, Do you think that means wise? Do you think that means sort of darty? Flighty? I don't, uh, flighty, I don't know, because he wasn't particularly 
I suppose he was wider than he wiser than he seemed. Wider than he was tall. <laughs> they all have such a casual approach to the black market as well. They're like, oh, everyone does that. And then at one point, someone's like, oh yeah, I've done a bit of blackmail. You know what? I've done a bit of dabbling. <laughs> What I didn't ever understand is, and maybe you can help shed some light on this, is that, so Sarah, who is essentially the odd one out of the group, yeah. is, she bumps into Orty, who invites her to join this party, and part of the reason he invites her is because she's just seen this car accident where somebody, this man is killed, and she hmm. sees behind the wheel this man and she's she's got a kind of murderous glint in his eye and when she turns up at the party knock who does actually turn out to be the murderer later on is she's convinced it's him and i didn't never really understood was it him yeah no i think it was him wasn't it because i think that that knock was just a mercenary really i think he he was he was just in it for the money i don't think he cared um so he i think knocked down because the man who got killed was a private investigator yeah that hector had hired to investigate orty because he right. was like what we you know why why has mark orty got in touch with us it's it's suspicious right. yeah, it's it thinking it's like imagine being um so like vivian pointing is she thinks that mark orty her husband is dead and then she just like sees his photo in the paper it's mad isn't it and then and then when he says mad. come come on this holiday to nice they're like oh yeah all right then <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think <laughs> i think that in some ways was the weirdest thing that um actually captain conundrum did say he did think it was strange why did they all just casually yeah. go yeah this guy I haven't heard from for ages is inviting me for a weekend in nice and i can only think <laughs> haven't you been to nice isn't it absolutely i've been to nice delightful um yeah it's pretty it's pretty nice yeah. it's, it's got one real upside in that it's i mean stunning and and it's got that it's stunning and there's a lot of really nice food but it's got a real downside hmm. which is that it's a quite a lot of rich people and you do feel a bit like judged oh. yeah it's like a real like show, showy offy lifestyle like oh look at all my brands and then i'm like oh look at my h&m stuff <laughs> it doesn't quite fit <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i suppose i suppose they were just like yeah weekend in nice i mean if but, it's paid I mean, for that's what I think is strange that none of them went hold on a second why (laughs) is this guy who we haven't heard from for ages who actually we think is a bit dodgy suddenly offering us to a weekend in Nice (laughs) that's that's fine let's go along I would quite like to have seen one character who was invited and you just see them be like this is weird I'm not going and then never (laughs) hear from them again (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. there was even, I think, one of the couples. I forget which one. It's like the woman says, "Like, why are we doing this?" Or maybe the other way around. One of them says, "Why are we going?" And the other one's like, "Free holiday, mate." Yeah. And they go, which is odd. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's the carvers because I, I never really. They sort of, they seem to be the most, like, just having a jolly out of everybody. 
Yeah, yeah, they're because they're the ones who've got the um pub, haven't they? They've got a pub. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's and but... he's casually blackmailing uh Orty, which is why he thinks there's no harm in going because I'm blackmailing him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then there's also a really minor character who I thought was going to turn out to be quite integral to the plot. Turns out, not at all. It's this man called Uncle Gilberto, who, <laughs> who Mark Orty says, oh, I can't possibly go on the plane to Nice because I've got to go and show Uncle Gilberto around. So you'll have to go on without me. And then everyone's like, oh, well, he can't exist. It was just it was just his excuse so that he didn't have to go on the plane and because, you know, he's going to put the bomb on the plane and everything. And then Miss... Barbosa, who is Mark Ortiz's fiance, it's like really when she arrives, is really insistent that Uncle Gilberto does exist. Yeah, yeah, that's like the one that <laughs> he's prepared to swear to. Yeah, Uncle Gilberto is definitely a person. He is real. She was quite insufferable. I thought she was annoying. Yeah, she didn't really get much of a look in, did she? Really? No, though? no, true. Um, can't judge. Can't judge. Any other yeah. any other thoughts? Any other musings? No, I just thought it was it was great. I mean, the only thing that did irk me slightly, mm. this copy is obviously from 1955, which very much shows in the biography on the back because it says Elizabeth Ferris was born in Rangoon in 1907, came to England at the age of three. So she lived at Petersfield. She took a diploma in journalism at London University, took to writing novels, first novel published in 1940. She has by now published nine altogether, Good which is pretty amazing. Feral clip. And then it says <laughs> her interests, apart from writing, are purely domestic. She now lives in Leeds, where her husband is a lecturer at the university. What? Why do we care? She's written nine novels. We don't need to hear yeah, about... I don't care about her husband. About her husband, no. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't read that. Yeah. Purely domestic. What, just like knocking about the house? What's that even mean? Cooking, probably. Boring. Boo. 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 Yeah, that's a good point. I did really enjoy looking at the other penguins that appear in the <gasps> crime club. Yeah, because of course it features a few of our queens. Well, one. <laughs> oh, no, 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 a two. few, a few. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, we've got Mur- Murder in Mesopotamia by Agatha Christie, which is fantastic. Great read. Mm. Check it out. Mm. Um, and also um, Surfeit of Lampreys by by Naomi Marsh, which I haven't read. But I've I do actually got love a copy Naomi. of it. I've got the Penguin Fan Classics, and it's got an incredible sort of quick blurb about it because it Mm. says a brilliant detective story with chief inspector allen as distinguished and sympathetic as ever gruesome crimes light relief light relief relief. (laughs) (laughs) sprightly characters and a superb plot so i think you like the word sprightly don't you you're into the word i love the word sprightly Yeah. yeah I also appreciated that it has in there a, a book that we've read before pre-podcast. It does indeed. The Lady Spins by Ethel Lena White, which the, we read, the, I think, the, maybe the not that spins. long. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Lady, lady Spins. Oh, no. But maybe the reason why is because 
it the wheel spins the film the lady vanishes yes that's it the lady vanishes is based on the wheel spins right yeah well i really yeah. went i really went for that <laughs> um and i thought that was a great read yeah would recommend would recommend, would recommend it's quite definitely. a psychological one appropriate time for some scoring yeah definitely yeah definitely while you're on that yeah. I'll, i'm just gonna get the just just gonna show i've got my book with me all ready to go lovely ready to go perfect okay. am i doing a jingle oh i think i think it's the thing for this season three isn't it okay yeah give me, give me a no moment. pressure no, don't 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 maybe i'll do one that's like more um holiday themed for you because you're on holiday <laughs> sort of okay. like blue book it's the blue book holiday blue book <laughs> that's beautiful yeah i love that yeah <laughs> bit of swaying as well okay what's the date today 10th of january i have no idea oh, of course of you Jan. don't know of course Hol- I don't holiday know. floozy that you are <laughs> yeah very true 2022 <laughs> season three episode six <laughs> um you're gonna get a little note here reported on zoom brackets hannah broad and abroad, yeah. The last one we recorded, I've got recorded on Zoom, brackets, isolation. So, oh, no. So right, HK, MB. Are you ready, contestants? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm feeling you will go on my first whistle. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I used to love right. gladiators, honestly. Oh, you... I know. What, what a shame. Also, Wolf, the gladiator wolf. Yeah, remember him. Um, was the dad of someone I went to school with. They weren't in my class. He, I don't know if he still does, but he used to have a gym in Hayes. Wow. wow That's a claim yeah. to fame. I found and him quite scary. Nice, no, he's the, apparently the nicest man ever. That's oh, just the persona. Yeah. I had the animal. Yeah, it's just persona. I had the Did whole, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had, all, obviously, all of them were in there, have a faves, yeah. Did you go and see them? Did you tell me? Someone told me that they went to go and see Gladiators. I wish. Not, it wasn't. Who, who was it? I'd love to know. And, and also, they said if it you was find absolutely out. absolutely amazing. I mean, the physical effort is unreal. <laughs> is it? <laughs> Such as me. It is unreal. It is unreal. Oh, Especially, unreal. you know, that one where they're in the big hamster wheel thing. Oh. And, and the ones with the giant pipe cleaners. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I always think that, that looks really hard. Yeah, and hang tough. I, if I did hang tough, I'd just immediately fall off the road. <laughs> I do think that the best thing about it is, contestant, you will go on my first whistle. <laughs> and then when it wasn't on, between seasons, they used to have this like really, really rubbish, like budget backup called like Ice King or something, Ice Master. Okay. And they was just like similar, but on ice. And it was always really rubbish. And they had like a like a, a guy dressed up as like the ice master it was terrible ah uh, i'd absolutely love to do the bit at the end of the final challenge you know where they go they swing through and break <gasps> through the paper oh it's the best <laughs> yeah. if that was something i could organize for you in the same way that andrew organized supermarket sweep i would but i feel <laughs> like that's just not doable so useless as well i'd probably just have to sit and have a drink at the beginning <laughs> i do wonder if they have like a an immersive experience version that you can do 
they should absolutely do it because the thing yeah, is they should. that people who'd want to go is our age group because yeah. we were obviously watching it when we were kids and you know we, we'd be willing to pay for that kind of stuff i'd be willing to pay for that we've got no kids we've got no we've got money and no dependents <laughs> anyway we really digress ready yep on three mm-hmm. yep one two three Wow! I know. You're giving it a nine. I'm giving it a nine. I just feel that being a bit stingy. I just feel like the ones that I gave eights weren't as good. Okay, fair dues. Fair dues. Fair dues. I think the reason I'm giving it a not an eight, sorry, is because I was was gutted that Hector got blown, blown up. Uh, Yeah, but it was the right thing for the plot. No, I know, but I liked him. I liked his his drunken sleeping. His drunken charm. <laughs> okay, fine. Well, in that case, we return to the classic theme of me always giving higher scores. So, mm-hmm. no shame there. Right, one liner. <laughs> the, the reason I'm laughing, <laughs> it doesn't work. So obviously, I gave it an eight. But it could just be murder in time we gave it a nine <laughs> yeah we could do murder in time mads gave it a nine but it doesn't have the same ring yeah it doesn't work as well okay what should I think we I would just i would think of this as a frolic a frolic yeah okay let's go frolic yeah, yeah. maybe like exciting frolic yeah it was, it was quite exciting yeah exciting and surprising and surprising maybe with with yeah. like with unusual motive Yes, with how about with unusual motive and some classic, classic golden age Hallmarks. things. Hallmarks, Hallmarks, much better than things. Things. <laughs> I like things. that it's clearly got a little bit darker where you are, as I've been talking. It has, about. yeah, yeah. The sun has set. It's just how it works, isn't it? It's just me <laughs> observing that that is how the sun works. <laughs> Um, okay, so exciting. What does that even say? Exciting. Oh, exciting <laughs> and surprising. Yeah, surprising. With unusual motive and some classic golden age hallmarks. Next time we record, I think we will have already been to David Sushi. <gasps> Massive, massive news. Do you think they'll take questions from the crowd? Yeah, I do. I do think they will. Really? Are you going to think of one? We need to think of one. You you should ask it. Why? Because you're a bigger fan. Oh, definitely. You're definitely a bigger fan. That makes me feel such a loser. (laughs) No, no, no. But you need to think of your question before we go. Okay. I did once in a in a panic in a family game say that he was my celebrity crush. (laughs) <laughs> Everyone was putting pressure on me. <laughs> oh, <there you> <laughs> Thank you for joining us for episode six of season three of the unsolved cases missing salmon thank you to my lovely co-host hannah who is tuning in from abroad wild scenes uh, we have been reading a murder in time by elizabeth ferraz ferraz 
you decide how it's pronounced. And we rated it, I would say. So check it out. Yes, uh, really yeah. highly recommend the Penguin Crime Classics edition for said read. If you like this episode, feel free to leave us a review. We like a five yeah. star. You can check us out on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or indeed wherever else you get your podcasts. Um, <laughs> and do get in touch if you have any suggested reads, any musings, whatever you want. We love to chat. We are at Gmail. Well, we're at Gmail. <laughs> we are at missing sewing case at gmail.com. And you can also talk to us on Instagram where we are at missing salmon case. Is that right? Are we at missing salmon case? We are at salmon right. case. Anything to That's add? That's right, yeah. Only, what are we going to be reading next, Monami? So I wanted to go for, by Vivian Sheen, or Sheen, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. I wanted to go for Death by Dumpling, but that is not currently available on Hive. So instead, we're going for Dim Sum of All Fears, which I'm quite excited about, just for the puns alone. We have been Maddie Perry and Hannah Knight. This, produ- this podcast is pr- produced... <laughs> Recorded, produced, edited, created by us. And music is sourced from Melody Loops and composed by Jeff Harvey. As always, as always, keep sleuthing, mes amis.